All right. For those who, who joined us as we were busy, it's super lucky to have you guys with us. For the, uh, it's a few faces I don't recognize. It's so good to have you guys with us. Um, just before I end, I, would, oh, um, I was about to forget something, but Mother Lane has been with us for, how long is it now? Two, three months maybe? Like short. Yeah. And uh, uh, she's been in our community, but she informed me today that she found a job in Somerset West, and she'll be moving back that side. She came from Stalys. Super bummed, because we were just starting to get to know you, but I just want to say you've been such a blessing to us in the short time that you were with us, man. We're going to miss you, bless you, and hopefully we can find your job closer to this side than you come back. So, but just if you, if you guys know her, greet her, and uh, we might see you every now and then, but your parents will stay in there, so we might see you now and then, but yeah, it's been cool to have you with us, man. Good. That was good. I'm going to hand over to Ivan, and uh, why don't you come and share with us, and we're excited to hear what the awesome. Lord is to do. Must yeah. I pray for you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lord, help him. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I pray, God, as, as I've shared with us today on this precious Sunday, I, I just pray that um, your word would penetrate our hearts, God. I, I pray that this will not become old news to us, yeah. but that all of us, God, can be in awe again today of the wonder of the gospel. Just pray we to give him the right words, right communication, and uh, that he will enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I pray for a powerful time in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen. Lord, help him. <laughs> Lord, help you. <laughs> As I spit, over, spit on the front row. You guys are brave up the front row here, eh? Kaylin, you drove, drove all the way from Elon's Bay this morning to do drums. Isn't that awesome? She was in Elon's Bay. Three-hour trip there and back. That's awesome. Just a dedication. I saw you up on the drums. Like, wow, that's cool. And it's good to have Angela. This is my daughter's mother-in-law, all the way from Richards Bay Congregation, visiting us. So good to have you, Angela, and also some of the friends and families. Good to have you all visiting us. My name is Ivan. I'm one of the leaders in this congregation amongst many great men of, and women of God. So it's a privilege to share with you on this beautiful morning. And I was hoping there was going to be a newspaper as I, as I came here. I was hoping to pick up a newspaper. And I was hoping that the headlines would read, what would it read? He is risen, hey? Wouldn't that be cool? You wake up on a Sunday morning, Sunday times, and we'll just be, he is risen. And that's really why we're here, and man, it's, it really is a privilege. And I, I trust and I hope that it can be not just once a year celebration, but this should be an everyday, every Sunday um, happening for us. If we celebrate the birth, the death, and then the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it really is a privilege to share with you on a special day like this. I was saying to Hannes earlier, it's actually... I often get asked to speak on Christmas and Easter, and actually those are the, probably the worst two days to preach, because you've you, you got such mixed emotions, because as you share, as you preach, you, okay, you want to please the people, you want, you want the visitors to come back next week, we're a lovely bunch of people, but then you also want to hold true to what God's saying and doing with us as a church. So you, as you're preparing during the weeks, like you're juggling, the, like, Lord, how do I... How do I bring a good, kind message so the visitors feel welcome, the families come back and they feel, hey, it was a lack of service, they have a, a lovely lunch, but also bring the true gospel that sometimes just cuts us to the heart. Like, God, how do I juggle this thing? And I often relate it to when I met Corin. I married 28 years now. And as I was thinking, yeah, 28 years. Was it eight? Was it right? 28? Yeah, I got it right, yeah. <laughs> like, I thought I was being moaned at. 28 wonderful years. One, one or two were dodgy, but great years there. <laughs> first two years are always like, what's going on? But it's been wonderful 28 years. But when I first met Karen, it was, and it was a birthday, I'd always be like, okay, what can I get Karen for her birthday? My first thoughts as I got married was, okay, what about a skateboard? She needs a skateboard. She really needs a new skateboard. We were living in Hawaii, and I was like, okay, it's her birthday this year. What do I get this year? 
the car. No. What about this new wooden surfboard that I saw in the store this week? And I actually bought her a brand new wooden surfboard. <laughs> did you ever get to use that board? I don't know if you did. It hung on the wall once. It hit on the head once. But I was so more concerned about myself, about what I could get out of it. In the, in the years that have gone by, I've learned to get tea and coffee and take her places and adjust. And the same with Jesus. Like, so what, what can I give you this morning? But what does Jesus want for us this morning? For those that are visiting this morning, um, he's been doing a wonderful work. Just a quick recap. He's been doing an amazing work through Josh Jen and even graciously through us as Melpos. We have a bunch of scallywags in this place, if you haven't realized already. And he's been graciously moving through us and doing a work that's so deep, hard cut. And we don't want to move too far away from that. We want to stay in line with what the Spirit of God is doing and moving through us as we're on this journey with him. But also bring you on this journey as we move forward. So I'd love to start with an illustration that I heard this week. And I'm, I'm going to pick on the guys first off. Some strong guys. Okay, Frona, you're one of the strongest. Sebastian, you can do 100 push-ups. No, just <laughs> I want Jess. Jess, where are you? Come stand by me real quick. That's a quick illustration that I heard this week. Good friend of ours. Now, I want to ask you guys, if you got into a wrestling match, this is for the visitors too. I see some like Afrikaans, Burmana, he's all stark okies, okay? My fun is fun fear, my Afrikaans is not so good, okay? But Jess weighs probably about 50 kilograms average on a good day, bad day, kind of. <laughs> I, won't go, I won't ask what it is, but she's 50 kilograms around there. And which of you guys, and it's probably some of you women, if you go into a wrestling match, uh, maybe judo wrestling, who do of you think, now honest, be honest now, okay? Who do you think, Reggie, you can put your hand up too, that you could take her down if you're in a ring? Just, I mean, she's short and cute and nice and 50 kilograms. Which of you guys reckon, honestly, could take it down? Okay, good. Honest. Okay, James is too honest. Yeah, J.E., maybe. Yeah, J.E. Alter. Yeah, definitely Alter. Jake, you definitely could. Jake, that's her brother. He'll definitely lose. Come on, be honest. Where's Uncle John? Uncle John, where are you? Yeah, you reckon you could take her down, eh? Yeah. Who else? Come on, be honest. Keep your hands up. I want to see. I missed those hands. Keep them up. Keep them up. James, you uh, Woman, be nice now. Come, not the woman. Put your hands down. Okay, you can put your hands up. Tristan. Okay. Some of you could. But little do you know that this young lady here is black belt judo, representing the country around the world. And for, for most all of us in this hall today, she'll slam us to the ground, including her brother. Thanks, Jess. She could slam us and keep us down. They'd pin us down till the count of 10. And now looking at that, it's like, how often do we see someone and know somebody but have the wrong perception and not know the full background of who they are? And she, and realistically, and she has, Jess has represented South Africa in judo, black belt judo. So boys don't mess with her, okay? <laughs> Especially some of you around here, I know, watching you guys, okay? She will sort you out. But the same for us, as we've been brought up in church, for myself, I was from a young boy, from four years old, I gave my heart to the Lord. Been brought up in church, but with a perception of who Jesus is, what he looks like, and what he is in our church life as well as our personal life. The same distortion can creep in. Um, I was looking on Google this week for some pictures of Jesus. I was actually going to put them up this morning. I was getting ready to download them. And there are some weird and wonderful pictures of Jesus, what people think that he looks like. There's some that are really like this buffed out Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of guy hanging on a cross, breaking the cross. There's others with this little feeble little white boy that's just 
pet, like really bad. And as we grow and go through church and through life, we get these perceptions and ideas of what Jesus is and what he looks like. And it's very often these are tainted views compared to what the Gospels and what the Bible says. And this morning, I would love to share with you what I feel God's laid on our hearts. Um, I can preach a lovely, pretty message about Easter bunnies and all the rest of it, but we want to go to the true power of what Jesus is about this morning. Can we do that? And I really trust that as we do this, that there's two groups of people that, are, as I was preparing, I believe God's going to really impact, and it kind of came through now. Firstly, with those that are desperate in need of touch of this resurrection power of Jesus in their lives. You're desperate for a touch of this resurrection, the same Jesus that was raised from the dead, that resurrection power to come evident and be evident in your life. You need that in your life desperately. And the second group of people are those that have been questioning and even pondering even the question about who Jesus is. Is this Jesus real? And that this morning, he'll become very real, and you get to know the real Jesus, not the not the Jesus you read on Google or see on YouTube, but the real Jesus that we celebrate this morning that is raised from the dead. So Jesus, this morning we, we honor you. We thank you for what you're doing, even this morning already, God. You're wonderful. We celebrate who you are. You, you died, but you rose again. The headlines this morning, you are alive. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I've got a few minutes. I don't want to be more than three or four hours, so I'll be quite quick, okay? I know some of you have got lunches. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Yeah, 10, 10, 15 minutes, bear with me. But I do want to just look through the, through the Gospels real quickly, and not to speed it up too fast, but just to pause on some of the main Scriptures as I look at the life of Jesus, as we look at Him together, that you'll have a clear understanding. And maybe even as we share this morning, I don't know where it's going to go from it, but as we share that he, the real Jesus will come through and be relevant in your life today, and it will become... A, a Jesus that won't just be once a year, like I said earlier, won't just be once a year on, on Easter or maybe second time on Christmas, but every single morning that you'll wake up with a greater, deeper love for Jesus, more in awe of who this King of Kings is that we worship, and that every Sunday when we come here, we'll, we'll, we can come and worship a King, and it won't be just be a once-off, once-a-year thing. And we're trusting for that this morning by the Spirit of God, as, the, as God, by His Spirit, works in you this morning. He will come alive in your heart. So as I look through, I could go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are known as the Gospels. And I'm just going to read through a bit of Matthew, just real briefly, to give us a bit of an idea of who this real Jesus is. And it really picks up after knowing him as a carpenter's son. Jesus wasn't just some feeble little white boy, okay? He was a carpenter's son. Now, if you've been around carpenters, they're generally a lot stronger. If you've, if you've felt Nathan's hands, he holds uh, lots of things in his hands, like booms and um, Wings and all the rest of it. So you feel his hands, they're quite rough. So Jesus wasn't this little flimsy little white guy. He was a carpenter's son, okay? He was strong. He was used to carrying things. And he, he begins his ministry right about Matthew 4. You see where he goes into the wilderness and he starts to fast. He fasts for 40 days. Who's, who in this place, as a matter of interest, has fasted for more than 10 days? 10 days, okay, 20 days. Hannes, did you guys ever do 40 days at TMT? Not. Okay. So, what's wrong with TMT? I thought they're like these holy guys as part of our church with these young. Angelique, were you here this morning? This, where's Angelique? Is she here? She's at TMT. How's TMT? And I saw you at front worshiping. It's so awesome to have you with us. Beautiful. Eh? She's at TMT, part of our ministry. But here's Jesus fasting for 40 days, and Satan comes and tempts him. First start of his ministry. And what does he say? 
Satan, get away from me. He's, he's weak. Satan offers him a world. Yes, Jesus, the start of his ministry, and he is strong after 40 days. I know I fasted for like five days, probably max. And after five days, I just want to eat. If you offer me a stone, offer me a brick, I'll probably eat that thing. I'm so hungry. I hate fasting, okay? But after 40 days, we see the Son of God, Jesus, just standing strong, holding his, holding his line, saying, you know what, Satan, depart from me. He has, a, he has a son of God declaring who is from the start. We move on to around chapter 8. And in chapter 8, beautiful picture. I really, I really relate to this because I'm in, I'm in the ocean quite a bit. And Jesus is in, in a storm. There's a storm that comes and the disciples are all getting worked up. Where's Jesus? He's sleeping. He's, he's relaxed. He's just taking it easy. Son of God on earth just in the boat, all relaxed, sleeping. And the disciples wake him up and they said, Jesus, aren't you fearful? Aren't you aware of what's going on? We're about to drown in this place. And I've been in oceans. I've been around with Mitch. Sometimes I'm like, Mitch, are you going to drown out there? We've saved each other a few times. And we're around each other quite a bit where there's, there's big oceans, big waves. And it feels like we're going to drown. But yes, Jesus, the man, God in person, stands up and says, Storm, be quiet. Be still. I feel for some of us this morning in your lives, there's storms that are happening, storms, circumstances. And this morning, the same Jesus that we read about, yes, says, storm, be still, be quiet. If you're facing storms this morning in your life, circumstances that are out of your control, like these disciples, we want to encourage you. The same Jesus that we read about, yes, says, storms, be quiet, be still. And we trust for that even this morning as you walk into this place, you walk out of here, that you'll experience the peace of God. And I love what they say after that. In Mark 4.41 it says, you don't have that, but in the same scripture says, and they said to him, who is this that even the wind and waves obey him? Who is this man that even the wind and waves obey him? I love it. So this isn't just some flimsy little um, Jewish guy that's just trying to make his name great. This is the king of kings we're talking about. Verse 11, or chapter 11 goes on, and I love this part too because he has the king and again, saying, come to me, all who are weary, those who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He offers rest, comforter. Again, those that are needing rest, those that are needing comfort, situations in your life. Again, this morning, yes, we celebrate the resurrection power of Jesus, but he's here to give you rest, to give you peace in your circumstances that you're, that you're facing this morning. And then verse chapter 15, I love this. It moves on to where he feeds 5,000. He's our provider. He is our provider. Jesus will provide your every need. What are you facing this morning where you're saying, God, I, I don't think I can make this? Decisions in life, maybe uh, family circumstances, health, finances. You're just like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. The same Jesus is able to meet your every need. He feeds the 5,000. Beautiful picture uh, how they came there. They're hungry, they came unprepared. And Jesus feeds 5,000. He's our great provider. I want to go on to uh, chapter 16. He starts getting a bit more hardcore in this, about this area. So he's, he's made his entry uh, towards the cross. He's, he knows where he's going. He's going towards the end of giving his life up, surrendering his life, and dying on a cross. But he starts getting a bit more hardcore and starts challenging the people and, and the culture of the time, saying, what does a prophet a man to gain the whole world? Yet lose your soul. And I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where I've chased the things of this world. Even, 
even up to this day and age, I've got to catch myself all the time. I surround myself with guys and people that will help me get me back on track, that I will be not the one that's trying to gain the whole world, whether it's through, through sports, through, through fame, through finances. Like, God, seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. This is a Jesus that we need to serve and need to hold our line to because he holds quite a straight line. He says, if you deny me before man, this is strong words, this is Jesus' words, not mine. This is in the word of God. If you deny me before man, I'll deny you before the Father. That's what he says. Now the rulers, you can imagine them starting to get a little bit worked up with this, this Jesus of Nazareth. If you acknowledge me before man, I'll acknowledge you before the Father. And these are strong words. And I think in church often we, we, we quite easily slip in, slip out on Sunday. Yes, I'm in church. I slip in, I slip out. I've done my part for the week. But he's saying, no, you need to stand for me in the world. When we walk out of these doors, these doors today, when we go get baptized, baptize someone in the, in the front of everyone, it feels like the whole beach is watching. Who's been to the baptism sometimes? Like, she feels like everyone's watching me right now. We've done that. We do that. Why? Because we're acknowledging Jesus before the world. And when we get to heaven one day, it says, welcome. Welcome home. You've acknowledged me before man. I acknowledge you before the Father. And for us, just encouragement again, as we go through Easter, not just today, but through the week, that we'll be those that acknowledge Jesus at all times. I'll move on to around 21. Hannes was, he went through a lot of my, as he was sharing this morning, he's like, man, you're sticking my preach, all those scriptures I want to use, so I'll kind of fill them out. And uh, around about chapter 21, as you read through Matthew, he starts getting a bit more hardcore, and as Hannes said earlier, he goes into the temple, and he starts cleaning the temple out. Now, this isn't just a little guy walking in. Um, I don't want to pick on any little guys. Okay, you, you're nice and littlest. Come stand with me quickly, okay? So they won't offend anybody, you know, these guys. But it's not this little, guy, this little guy coming in and trying to kick a table over, okay? This is like a, who's that? J.E., come stand here quickly. You're probably more in line. Come stand here. So often our view is, okay, you, you are big and strong, okay? You are going to grow to be bigger than J.E., okay? So <laughs> let me not offend anybody here, but... Often our view of Jesus can be just this, this guy just trying to make a name for himself, make him great. But in realistic, in real life, he was probably more in line with this, okay? Yeah, more like kindness, okay? Thanks, Jay. But our perception is to change from this to that, that he is amazing, he's strong. Even though the, the world, it says that in Isaiah that we, we would not recognize, we would not find him very attractive. See, he wasn't this most attractive, handsome, like some of the images on Google, you go look like this very six foot eight big, strong guy. We wouldn't have found him attractive at all, but he was strong because he had the power of God flowing through him in, in his veins. And he gets, to the, he gets to the temple, and he kicks over the tables, and he just goes, well, throws the, throws the money tables over, and this really offends the Pharisees and the people of the day. And this, he knew, was leading up to his, his ultimate crucifixion, a time when he would die, he would shed his blood, and as, he, as we go towards uh, chapter 26 in Matthew, we see how he gets betrayed in the garden. And love what he says there. I could have I called 12 legions of angels. That's what Jesus says. He didn't have to take it. He could have called 12 legions. He could have called a million angels. And they could have destroyed. He could have actually just called one angel and destroyed and wiped everything. But he knew he had to give up his life, shed his blood, so that my sins could be forgiven. You see, I'm messed up. <laughs> I don't know, a lot of you think that I'm quite a nice guy. And most times, except my family know me very well. <laughs> but I'm a sinner. I'm, I was a sinner. I'm still a sinner. I, I've messed up so much. I gave my life to Jesus when I was four years old. 
But through life, I've, I've learned I've needed this continuous, Lord, I need, I need daily salvation. I, I mess up almost like daily. It feels like, God, I just can't meet your standards. But the beautiful thing is that Jesus has made a way. When I gave my life to Jesus at four years old of age, I didn't understand everything, but I knew that I had to stand up. And I said, I walked to the front of this little church of my own. I walked in. I, I stood there with my sister, and I, and I said, I need Jesus in my life. I didn't understand the full gospels. I didn't understand all this. But I knew that something deep inside me needed this Jesus that they were talking about. And it's been an incredible journey the last 51 years, 52 years now, just seeing Jesus work in my life. I'm still on this journey. It says work out your, daily, your salvation daily. So it's not just a once-off, hey, I'm saved. And yes, it's, it is, but it's not. It's just daily walking out. Like, and there's been many times like, Lord, I've fallen short, and I come to the front again. It's like, Lord, forgive me. And often you'll even see us as elders. We'll stand up and we'll say, man, we've sinned. We've messed up. We've fallen short of God's perfect standard. And that's what the Bible says. We've all fallen short. There's no one perfect. No matter how good we think we are, we've all fallen short. And Jesus makes his way to the, to the cross. And as, he, as we go through Matthew, near the end there we start seeing in chapter 27 how, the, how he was beaten. He was mocked. They put a crown of thorns on him, and that was Friday's uh, resemblance that we, we were remembering on, on, on Friday. How They took this king of kings, the very person who was allowing them to breathe, God in person, taking him and mocking him, beating him, says that the they beat him so much that he was not recognizable. We would not recognize him. He, he was beaten to a pulp. So those pretty pictures of Jesus hanging on the cross are not accurate. The ones that Hannes was referring to earlier about, what's that movie called? The Passion of the Cross is probably a more accurate portrayal of what it was. And he was beaten. His blood was shed. And the, I love what the Bible says. It says, without the shedding of blood, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. We were talking this week. It's amazing how Jesus was born in that particular time. He wasn't born in 2023 where he would have got electrified for doing wrong. He chose the exact time where his blood would be shed. His blood was shed so that our sins could be washed away. And that's a beautiful picture of who Jesus is, this king of kings giving up his life. Could have called the angels, could have killed and destroyed, but he gave up his life freely. He died a gruesome death. We've seen the pictures. We've heard the stories growing up. And this Jesus, carpenter's son, comes, dies, gets buried, and then three days later, this is a beautiful part. It says three days later, there was an earthquake. We sang that song this morning. The stone was rolled away. There was an earthquake. It wasn't just a little rumbling. There was a sound that went out. And that sound went out. They got to the tomb, and just guess what? Jesus wasn't there. He wasn't there. And the beautiful thing is, his clothes were there. So not like Lazarus, where Jesus raised him from the dead, and he came. Corin, how did Lazarus come hopping out? Show me quickly. Come stand up quickly. <laughs> she did a preach once about, you must hear her preach about Lazarus once. She, Lazarus came out the grave because he was bounding. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> that was Lazarus coming out. Beautiful preach. That was another whole message that I had planned, so I just had to pick on her quick. I love you, Corinne. You owe me. <laughs> you owe me. I owe you. <laughs> um, Jesus came out. The clothes were left. The grave clothes were left behind. The cloth was left behind. And that's a beautiful picture. He's, he, the tomb is empty. But he left his clothes. He's still clothed, obviously. But he left the burial clothes. <laughs> and he's alive. And that's what we serve this morning. A God, a king who is alive. And 
for you this morning, we walk into this place, there's no, co- no coincidence. God has brought you here. He, he loves you. He loves you so much. In fact, he loves you so much that he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross. That's why we're here. That's what we're celebrating this morning. I love to read the passage in, in Revelation where John sees the risen king, sees the risen Christ. And this is John in the island of Patmos, the apostle John. He says, then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. This is John speaking. And on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands, one like the son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun shining in full strength. When I saw him, I love this. This is John. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last, and the living one. I died, and behold, I'm alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and hate. This is the King and God that we serve, Jesus Christ, alive and well. And this morning, he's got the keys of eternal life for you. I know most of you have surrendered your life and given your life to Jesus at some stage of your life. You've, you've surrendered. You've perhaps put up your, your hand in church like I did when I was four years old. And sometimes you fall away. I remember falling away many times in my life. Like, Lord, I've got to come back to you. I've got to surrender my life back to you. I've got to come back to this place of walking closely with you. I recognize many of us might have walked here this morning and don't know Jesus. And this is a beautiful day that God has orchestrated. However you got here this morning, I don't know who brought you, how you got here. You might have been your 10th or 100th time in this place, but Jesus is calling your name. He's calling your name this morning. Mark, I don't know if you want to just come out on the guitar. I'm wrapping up here. We did communion this morning just remembering Jesus shedding his blood for us, breaking his body, his body being broken for us. I love what Isaiah says. It says, by his stripes we are healed. I'd love to pray for you too this morning in, in a little bit. If you're suffering with pain or uh, have, have Ill, any ailments, uh, that Jesus will come in the same resurrection power that we believe in. That you'll come and bring healing upon your body. We're going to pray for that in a minute. I really trust. and We've we've been seeing God doing amazing miracles in and through us the last few weeks. Our hearts being changed. Our lives being touched. It's the same Jesus. The resurrected Christ. This morning he is calling you. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. John 3.16 says, For God... So loved the world that he gave his son Jesus to die on the cross so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. What we read now, the keys of death. Death doesn't end. That's not where your life ends. There's eternal life promised to you. And that's the gift. That's what we celebrate on Easter this morning. So we're going to pray for you this morning. I'd love to pray with you. I'm going to ask my our community leaders, our elders, community leaders, where are you? When you guys stand up real quickly, I just want to do this a little bit differently. Community leaders, stand up to your youth, youth leaders. Come stand here quickly with me up front here. We're going to pray for healing in a minute. I know we're, we, 
We're rushing off here quickly. We're going to be done in a few minutes. But one of the important scriptures and what Jesus said is so key. And often we can go through church, I recognize even myself, going through the years of being in church different times. And there's a call like this and they say, hey, if you want Jesus in your heart, quickly lift up your hand. No one's watching. Everyone's eyes are closed. You quickly lift your hand up and drop it, drop it down. And that was your salvation moment. And you go through life like, yes, I'm saved. And yes, some, sometimes that is the first bit of act of faith. But as I was preparing this, I really felt for us to have the assurance. Maybe you've lifted your hand once in church. Maybe you never have. But this morning, that on this Easter Sunday, that you will acknowledge, man, acknowledge God before man. That when you walk out these doors, you will have the assurance that you are a child of the King. So Lord, let's just pray. Come, Father, we thank you for your shed blood. Without the shedding of your blood, there's no forgiveness of my sins. I was so messed up. We've all messed up. We've fallen short of your perfect standard. Your perfect standard. And it's, God, we can't attain it. We can't earn it. We really don't deserve it. But you've made a way as we celebrate today. The cross, through the cross of what you've done. And Lord, I want to surrender my life afresh to you this day. I want to say, Jesus, come into my life. I want to live for you. I want to acknowledge my life before man. Not only on a Sunday, but as I walk through the streets of Melbourne into the nations, God, I want to be recognized as a man that loves you. So God, by your power, the resurrection power come upon us this morning. We don't want to seek only after wealth and things that are going to fade away. What is the profit of man to gain the whole world yet lose his soul? Jesus, we want you. We want eternal life to be with you too to live your, li- your life on earth. So God, even in this moment, Father, I thank you for bringing us, setting moments like this aside where we can respond to you. If you walked in this place this morning and you're not 100% sure, you're like, I haven't, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've been in church once or twice, maybe on an Easter or Sunday, or maybe brought up in church, did all the rituals, but I've never got to a moment where I've acknowledged you, Jesus as Lord of my life. I am recognize I'm a sinner. I've messed up. And I want to make right with you today. The Bible says today, today is a day of salvation. <laughs> it's beautiful. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from eternal damnation, hell, brimstone, agony forever. You'll be, have eternal life in Jesus. But it starts today. And this is your moment. Your I'd love to invite you. If that's you, why don't we all just stand right now quickly. Just all stand up. Just stand where you're at. Just all stand. I want to invite you. If that's you this morning saying, yeah, I'm feeling I need to respond. Why don't you come forward right now? Come stand with one of these guys. Just come stand with me. Just come stand up front right now. Just walk up here. Be bold. Walk in faith and say, yes, I want to accept Jesus in my life. If that's you, I know it's a big step of faith. You can put your hand up if you want to, but... If that's you, I want to challenge you one step further. Come walk with me. Come to the front and stand there. One of these guys are going to pray with you. Is that anybody in this place this morning? Is that you? Anybody that wants to give their life to Jesus? Or recommit? You say, yes, I want to give my life to Jesus. Awesome. Come on, Marie, walk with her. Come on, anybody else? Awesome. Let's give her a hand. Come on, man. This is, this is what Easter is all about. This is big. Come around her, girls. Just come around her. 
This is what Easter is all about. Is anybody else? Don't miss this moment. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised tomorrow. This is the biggest decision you'll ever make. I don't care if you're 104 or 4 years old. In fact, ask the person next to you right now, do you want to go up? I'm going to walk with you. Just ask them real quick. Ask them real quickly. Do you want to go up? I'll walk with you. Okay, Reggie, I'll even ride up with you if you want to go. Ask them real quick. Don't miss this moment. Make sure you're right with Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on. Yeah, come. Let's. Yeah, one more. Thank you, Lord. Are you right with Jesus? I don't want to stretch us too long. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. This is awesome. Lives that will be ever forever changed. In the second group that I mentioned, if you need healing in your body, we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes, but if you need healing, you're trusting God for a, a healing, that same resurrected power to come upon your life this morning. Come stand up here. They're going to pray for you too. Just quickly step out. If you need healing in any area of your life, doesn't matter what it is between you and God this morning. Come stand in faith this morning. Come walk out. If you're trusting for healing.